In grade 10, I had a dream. It was a huge dream, big dream. I was in woodwork and our woodwork teacher at the start of the semester asked all of us to think about what we wanted to make, decide what we wanted to build in that semester. And I came up with this great idea, I wanted to build a basketball clock. So a clock in the shape of a basketball hoop, I thought it was pretty, pretty brilliant dream. I thought this is a great, this is an awesome vision, this is so cool. I'm really excited to build this, I just can't wait to get stuck in and start building this basketball hoop clock. Uh, but sure enough, this teacher started doing other things throughout the semester. It started by helping us to build different smaller things and teaching us about safety, how to use a saw, how to do all sorts of different things. And I was like, what's going on? I just want to build my basketball hoop. And I started getting so frustrated that I had this vision, this dream, this idea of what I wanted to build uh, but the teacher kept asking me to build different things and doing different things to what I wanted to do. And I just, I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why they were making us build all these other little things, go on these side journeys instead of just getting stuck into the dream, instead of getting stuck into the vision, instead of doing what I thought I needed to do to build what I had dreamed of at the start of the semester. Uh, anyway, the semester continues to go on and go on and, and eventually I get to the point where I begin to build my dream and I start seeing it come together and eventually I end up with this U-Butte uh, basketball hoop clock that I absolutely loved. thought it was brilliant, lasted about two weeks before it breaks, obviously I didn't do a great job of it, but for two weeks I had achieved my dream and I was absolutely loving it. Uh, and it wasn't until those two weeks when I was enjoying having this dream that I realised the teacher was right. The reason they got us to do all those other bits at the start that I didn't think related to my dream well, it was because I needed to learn those skills to be able to fulfill my dream. I needed to learn how to use a saw so that I could cut the pieces of wood to be able to build this clock. I needed to learn how to do things safely so I didn't hurt myself along the way to building the dream. And I needed to learn how to put different things together. And I needed to build those skills so that I could get to my dream. And I think so often in life, this is what happens. We, God gives us a dream. God gives us a, a vision for our future. He gives us a vision for what our life could be like. And we start off so excited, like, yes, God, thank you for this dream. Thank you for this vision. Thank you for this future that you have promised me. God, I can't wait to get into this. I can't wait to reach that dream. I can't wait to see that vision fulfilled. And we're so excited. We're so pumped up. And we're going hard. We're smashing things. We're going after this dream. And then all of a sudden, God moves us to a place where we're like, God, this doesn't help the dream at all. This doesn't move me towards what you wanted me to do. This doesn't move me towards the dream that you've given me for my life. I don't understand, God. I don't understand why you are making me do this. Why am I here? And we can often feel like we're, we're stuck in this wilderness, stuck in this place of, why are we here, God? Why are you making us do this? God, this doesn't move me towards the future that you promised me. This doesn't move me towards that dream that you gave me. And that is incredibly frustrating. And I've been there myself when God's given me a dream and I felt like, yes, God, let's do this. And then I'm in this place, in this wilderness where I'm like, God, this isn't moving me towards that dream. Why are we here? And it feels like you're stuck in this wilderness, wandering around this wilderness, doing nothing to move towards a dream. And it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. And I find all the time that when I'm in those moments, I question God. It's like, God, why? Why are we here? What are we doing this? And I guess 2020 has felt a bit like that. 2020 almost felt like wilderness. It's like, God, 
what are we doing? We feel like we're just wandering around doing nothing, Lord. I had all these ideas at the start of the year. 2020 was going to be the year that I smashed so many things. But now I feel like I've just wandered around the wilderness doing nothing for so long. Well, if that's you, if you find yourself frustrated that you feel like you're in the wilderness, wondering what is going on and why God has moved us here, then you're in good company. Because I think Jesus felt exactly like that. Because Jesus was in the wilderness once. And we see it in the book of Mark, uh, in chapter 1, right at the start. This is the very start of Jesus' ministry. And I think it's an incredible picture of someone who went into the wilderness and they didn't waste their time in the wilderness. But instead, they used the wilderness to develop the skills they needed to develop so they could go and fulfill the dream and the vision that God had given them. And so we pick up in Mark where Jesus is heading off towards John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, at this point, he was basically a superstar. He was the man. He was the man of God, the prophet, the great prophet that people went to from all over the place. It even says in Mark that uh, the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. They went out to John the Baptist to be baptized and hear the word of God and hear him preach to them. And so John the Baptist always had this large crowd of people gathered around and wanted to hear what he had to say. And then we see Jesus come to John the Baptist. And now John the Baptist actually, he says he's not worthy to even tie Jesus' sandals. And it's crazy that this superstar of the time, the great man of God, the great prophet, the person that people came from all around the countryside to hear from has said they're not even worthy to tie Jesus' sandals, to put his shoes on. And Jesus comes to him and in Mark 1 verse 9 and 12, we see this. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And at once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. Man, right now I'm thinking God is the worst PR manager in the history of ever. We've got John the Baptist, the superstar, the great man of God and the prophet with big crowds surrounding him. And then Jesus comes in and John says, you're the man. You are the son of God. You are it. You're the one we should be following. You're the one we should be worshiping. You're the one that we should all be listening to. And then he baptizes him. And then literally God speaks. A voice is heard from heaven that says, you are my son with whom I'm well pleased. Now, if I'm a PR manager at this point, I'm thinking, we've got momentum here. This is the time to strike. There's a great crowd who has just seen the, the previous the man that everyone listened to just say, you, this is the new man. This is the new guy. This is the one you guys need to listen to. I'm handing the baton to this guy because this guy is it. He is legit. And then God literally himself says, this is my son. So if I'm the PR manager, I'm saying, Jesus, it's time, man. Let's start preaching. Let's start sharing the word of God. Let's start telling people how amazing God is. Let's do this. Let's start your ministry right now. And that seems to me like that would make perfect sense. Like if we're talking about using that momentum and having the greatest impact that you can, that is the perfect time to start Jesus' ministry. But instead, we see that the Spirit immediately sends God into the wilderness, sends Jesus into the wilderness. And like I'm just wondering, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like You have the perfect opportunity to begin your ministry, to have the greatest impact you possibly can, but instead, Jesus gets sent into the wilderness. And I think that God sent Jesus to the wilderness because 
God needed to teach Jesus something. God needed to see Jesus uh, really fulfill his mission. But to fulfill his mission, he needed to learn some things first. He needed to go into the wilderness. And he spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting, praying to God, talking to God, learning about who God was and what God wanted, and also being tempted by Satan in that time and proving that he could uh, not fall into temptation, proving that he had what it took to be able to do what he needed to do to be able to fulfill his mission. And he spent those 40 days just hearing from God, learning from God, being in God's presence, being with God, and really spending that 40 days in the wilderness, that time to prepare himself to get ready to be what he needed to be. So he was ready to fulfill his mission, ready to go and chase that dream. He wasn't starting that dream prematurely, but instead he'd spent the time in the wilderness. He went to the wilderness and he spent that time learning and growing so that he was ready and he had the skills he needed to have to be able to achieve the dream and the vision that God had given him. And so often for us, God gives us that dream. God gives us the the ideas, I want to do this. Maybe for you, your dream is that you want to start a business. God is giving you this this dream, this vision that you're going to be starting a business and you're going to use that business, business to impact people, to change the world. But you're working a casual job and you're wondering, God, how is this working towards the vision you have given me? How is this helping me to achieve that dream? Well, maybe God is using that time, that time in the wilderness to teach you how to save. Maybe he's teaching you how to handle your money well so that when you start a business, you have the skills to be able to work the finances that are going to help you see that business succeed. Maybe he's teaching you how to work with people. Maybe he's teaching you how to lead teams. God is using this time that you're not working, that you feel like you're not working towards your dream to build things in you so that you have the skills necessary to achieve that dream. Maybe your dream is to start a family and you're wondering, God, there's literally no prospects. I don't even know. Like I have trouble even talking to people. Well, maybe God is using this time in the wilderness to teach you how to love others, teach you how to love your friends, teach you how to love your mom or your dad, your brothers and sisters, teach you how to relate to people in a way that's going to allow you to have a family. It's going to allow you to be able to communicate with your wife or your husband, to communicate with your spouse in a way that's going to be loving and helpful. You know, whatever it is, whatever that dream God has given you and you feel like you're in that wilderness, don't waste this time. God is using this wilderness. God is using this time to teach you things, to develop the skills in you so that you have what it takes to be able to achieve that dream. And so maybe you're thinking, like, yes, that's awesome. I've got this dream and I feel like I'm in the wilderness, but I am going to stick it out. I'm here and I'm ready to keep going, but how do I make the most of the wilderness? How do I make the most of this time in the wilderness so that I am ready? When the time comes that I am ready to reach out and grab the opportunity and to achieve that dream. Well, I think we see three things in Jesus, three things that he does that allows him to use his time in the wilderness to develop what he needs to be able to achieve his dream. The first thing that we see from Jesus is that he listens. He listens to God. He listens to the Spirit and he responds to what he says. We saw right at the start, it says, immediately the Spirit led him into the wilderness. And Jesus listened to that. He listened to the Spirit and said, all right, if you say we're going there, that's where we're going. If you say we're moving into the wilderness, then God, I'm going with you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to hear what you say. and I'm going to follow you no matter what. And so I think if we want to make the most of our time in the wilderness, we need to listen to God. We, first, we need to listen to what he's saying. Listen to the dream that he has given us. 
Listen to the vision that he's given us for our life. And we need to be willing to say, yes, God, I hear you and I'm going to step towards that. And then listen when he tells us to move. When God says, all right, it's time to go onto a new thing, then it's time to listen to God and say, hey, look, all right, you said it, God, we're doing it. And in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So when we listen to God, when we listen to what He's saying, and we trust Him and believe that, you know, God, if you say it, I'm going to follow you. If you say it, then I'm going to go where you go. Then God isn't going to lead us astray. He's going to make our paths straight. And we know that God is always going to lead us exactly where we need to be. So when it feels like He's leading us into the wilderness, there's a reason. He's preparing us so that we're ready for that dream. And the second thing we see Jesus do is that he trusts God. He trusts him with his whole heart. He says, God, you know best. If you're going to lead me into the wilderness, then I'm going to trust that you know exactly what you're doing. If you're going to take me into this situation, I'm going to trust that you know exactly where this is going. I'm going to trust you and believe that you know better than I do. You know more than I do and your plan for my future is better than my plan. And I'm going to trust you God, I'm going to trust you and believe that you are moving me to a future that is better than the future I know. And 1 Corinthians 1 verse 15, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. God knows better. Jesus knows better. We've got to trust Him. And when He moves us into the wilderness, trust Him that He is using that to build us ready for the future that He has for us. And the third thing we see Jesus do is he holds on. He hangs in, he holds on, he hangs in. When he's ill in the wilderness and things are getting tough, and he's getting frustrated and you're wondering why God is moving in this place, it's when you've got to hold on. And you've just got to hold on and hang in because we know that God has a future for us. We know that God has a plan for us. We know that God is moving us to a more incredible future than we could imagine. And so when we just hang on, just hang on and trust Him and say, God, this is tough right now, but I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to keep moving towards the future that you have promised me. Then God is faithful to move us to that future. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. When we love God and we listen to Him and we trust Him and we move when He tells us to move and we follow and chase Him and move towards that dream that He's given us, we know that even in the wilderness, even when things seem tough and they're not moving us towards that dream, not moving us towards the future we think that we want, we know that God is moving us towards an incredible future. We know that God loves us and we know that He has great plans for us and we can trust Him. And we know that no matter what happens in that wilderness, if you are struggling right now in that wilderness, if you are frustrated, God has a plan for you. God is moving you towards an incredible future that you couldn't even imagine. And maybe you're watching this tonight and you've never even imagined a future with God. You haven't even thought about it, but you have felt yourself struggling. You feel yourself frustrated, like you've got no vision, no purpose for your life. And you feel like you're in this wilderness with no way of getting out. You feel like you're in this place where it's just frustration after frustration. You have no idea what you want to do with your life. Well, God has a plan for you. God has a vision for you. And He wants to use the season you're in right now to prepare you for your future. And I can promise you that future is more incredible than you could possibly imagine. And maybe God is tugging on your heart right now and saying, hey, I've got a future for you. Why don't you just jump on board with this vision? Why don't you say yes to me tonight? Why don't you say, hey, God, I want to go on a journey with you. I want to go on an on a adventure with you, Jesus. And I want to see what this future is. If that is you today and you're sitting here and think, yes, I want to start an adventure with Jesus. 
I want to start a journey with Jesus. If that's you and you want to take that next step, one of our uh, online moderators is going to put a comment up in the stream and they're going to let you know how you can respond to that, that pull on your heart, that idea that Jesus wants you to take that next step on your journey with Him. And if you have made that decision, that, that next step on your journey with Jesus today, we're so excited for you. That is incredible. And God is going to do amazing things in your life. And He has a vision and a plan and a future for you that is far greater than what you could have possibly imagined for yourself. And I am so excited for you. I can't wait to hear those great stories of you guys taking that next step. I'd love to pray for you, pray with you guys as we finish tonight and really believe that God has that vision for you guys and is going to be seeing that vision fulfilled real soon. Jesus, we thank you so much that you are greater than we are. We thank you that you see more than we see, that you see the big picture and that you have given us all dreams. You've given us all visions. You've given us plans for the future, Lord. And some of us might be really frustrated right now that we feel like... We're not working towards those visions. We're not working towards those dreams that we're just wandering around the wilderness, pointless, doing nothing, Lord. But we thank you that you use the wilderness to build us, to teach us, to grow us, so that when we get the opportunity to chase that dream, Lord, we are ready because you have given us the tools and the skills we need to be able to achieve that, Lord. And for those who have decided they want to take that next step on the journey with you, God, we are so excited for them, Lord. Believe you're putting people in their world. They're going to champion them, encourage them, and help them to keep moving forward, Lord, to take, keep taking the next step after the next step in their journey with you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are, Lord, and thank you for what you have shared with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been awesome. I've loved sharing with you guys. I uh, can't wait to see you all real soon. Have an amazing week, and yeah, enjoy life.